Now, it's time to put it all on the table through mediation. Your host, Teresa E. Keeves, is a professional mediator, here to educate, inform, enlighten, and inspire everyone about the great benefits in the process of professional mediation to resolve conflicts, disagreements, and disputes relating to business or personal matters. Now, here's your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Well, good morning, everyone. Good morning, good morning to my listeners out there. This is Teresa E. Keeves, your host for Put It All on the Table Through Mediation. And I am airing on the greattalkzone.com internet radio. And I want to say to guys out there, how is everyone out there? How have you been since we last talked? And I know there is only one answer. We have been doing just great, Teresa, and I know that if you've had any issues that have come before you, that you have resolved them quickly and amicably. And I myself have been doing just great. My life is filled with uh, business that is positive. I was just um, um, having a brief uh, conversation with my engineer, the great uh, Dave Olson, and I was just telling him that, um, you know, I've, I've been doing great, no complaints. I'm looking forward to having a fabulous show. All right. Now, you know, I am coming up on one year anniversary in November. Wow. That time went by quickly. So I am, you know, going to plan something special. I'm not exactly sure what it is. I haven't like, you know, nailed it down to the absolute what I want, but I'll definitely keep you guys surprised of it. I can tell you that. Okay. It is another beautiful day here that God has given us in this great state of Arizona, and the weather is good. G-O-O-D, good. Particularly because it has cooled down, guys. It has cooled down quite a bit. You know, we're not in the triple digits anymore. You know, 115, 16s in the sun. It could be 120, 25 degrees, you know. But, um, for example, like this morning when I woke up, um, it was 71. I'm like, yes, open up the windows. Let's get the breeze going in here. Turn the air conditioners off, okay? And the high today will be 99. Okay, all right. It could possibly get to a hundred in some areas, but you know, we'll, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm just still, you know, keeping that 99 there. Now, today's topic is small family matters can turn out to be a big mess. Oh, sorry about that, guys. Small family matters can turn out to be a big mess. Okay. So now what that is, is that you know, sometimes families, you know, they, 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 they join in and they, they do things like, for example, um, you may loan a family member some money and or maybe a family member isn't doing the things that they need to do regarding the well-being of their children or the well-being of themselves. OK, now these items you know, are going to be discussed in a few moments um, with my fabulous guest, my brother, the world's best mental health therapist, Reginald C. Campbell. But I have a couple of things I want to talk to you guys about before we jump into our discussion. Okay. The first one 
is that I want to acknowledge the passing of Dr. Wayne Dyer. He was a motivational guru. He transitioned on the 30th of August and um, he had only been here for 75 short years. And this news item came across my desk um, since you and I last talked. For all of you who know of him, knew that he was fabulous in motivating people out of their stuck situations in their lives. He was a favorite of Oprah Winfrey and a frequent guest on her show when she had her show, the Oprah Winfrey show. And he certainly was a favorite of mine. And um, when I heard about this, I, w- I was like, you know, I was very saddened because, you know, it, he was he was a, a great person. Um, CBS reports that Dyer's own story is is motivating in its own right. He was born in Michigan. He spent part of his childhood in orphanages and foster homes. And he went on to earn a, di- a doctorate in educational counseling from Wayne State University. And he was teaching um, at St. John's University in New York when the successes of your erroneous zone um, altered his professional course. You guys may remember uh, that book. It was out a little bit ago, but it was an excellent book. And that's what catapulted his career. Um, the report goes on to say that Dyer rose to prominence after the publication of his first book. That was in 1976, the one I just mentioned, The Erroneous Zone. And he became an international bestseller. Well, that launched Dyer's career as an author and speaker and garnered him a legend of ardent fans who dubbed him the father of motivation. His basic message was simple. And this is uh, one of the reasons that I really, really cherished uh, Wayne Dyer is to think good thoughts and good things will surely follow. He says to take the last five minutes of your day and put your attention on everything that you would like to attract into your life. I am well. I am healed. I am in perfect health. I am abundant. I am happy. Now he says, if you say those things to yourself, then you'll marinate for eight hours and you'll awaken and you'll begin to attract the things that are in your subconscious mind. That's fabulous. I just had to, I just had to say that. So, um, my condolences, um, definitely goes out to Mr. Dyer family. All right. Now, having said that, my heart also goes out to the people in Santiago, Chile. I'm sure all of you have heard of the 8.3 magnitude earthquake and the officials there have issued a tsunami alert as well as, um, you know, that it possibly could, um, go this, this, this earthquake could possibly have, you know, even done some damage to, um, uh, to Hawaii. Now, CBS News also reports that Late Wednesday, authorities lifted the tsunami warning for Chile, far southern regions, and it says the warnings remained in effect elsewhere, and authorities said school classes would be canceled in most of the country Thursday. Now, the Pacific Tsunami Warning Center initially issued a tsunami watch for Hawaii, but later downgraded it, you know, its advisory and said no major tsunami was expected. Well, that's a blessing. So, you know, my prayers 
And my thoughts go out to all of those people there in, in Chile and Hawaii and any other areas that could possibly be affected uh, by this. Okay. Now, once again, um, the topic of our show is small family matters can turn into a big mess. And I have one more thing I want to discuss, but I want to bring my brother on uh, with me for this last tidbit of discussion before we jump into our topic. Good morning, Reginald. Hey, good morning. How are you today? I'm, I'm doing good. Um, um, uh, I started to talk about Wayne Dyer, and I heard about that last uh, week as well, which was sad to me. Um, you know, really, really a great guy. And... Um, uh, I have a family, one of the a family that I'm working with, uh, who's going through some difficult times. Uh, there's um, uh, a dad who, who will be passing any minute if he hasn't passed already. And, you know, I just want to send my prayers and condolences out, out to them. Of course, I can't, you know, mention their name or anything because of, uh, 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 oh gosh, I can't think of the word that I'm looking for. Um, uh, but I just wanted to, uh, you know, send that out there, send my prayers out, out to that family. It's a really, really sweet, wonderful family that I've been blessed to work with in the past four years. Okay. All right, then. Okay. So now the other uh, topic, uh, I'm sorry, not topic, but the other news item that I want to uh, talk about uh, prior to jumping into the topic of my show is the Muslim boy arrested arrested after teacher mistakes his clock for a bomb. Now, have you heard of this um, this topic, uh, Reginald? I'm sorry, this news item? No, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, it's, you know, it was reported on CBS News, okay, mm-hmm. that in Irvine, Texas, police detained a 14-year-old Muslim boy after a teacher at his North Texas high school decided that a homemade clock he proudly brought to class looked like a bomb, according to school and police officials. The family of Ahmed Muhammad said the boy was suspended for three days from MacArthur High School in the Dallas suburb of Irvine after taking the clock to class on Monday. The boy makes his own radios, Reginald. He repairs his own go-karts, and on Sunday he spent about 20 minutes before bedtime assembling a clock using a circuit board, power supply wire to a digital display, and other items. Now, the Irvine Police Chief Larry Boyd, Boyd said Wednesday, Reginald, that Muhammad will not be charged with possessing a, a hoax bomb because there's no evidence that he meant to cause any harm. Boyd said the clock that Ahmed built looks suspicious in nature. Really? Uh, You know, is this is what we have come to? You know, you can't wear certain clothes. Um, You can't have, um, you know, if you have tattoos on your body or if you just look different than how someone thinks you look or, or, or dress different or, or, or you're not acting the way they deem you should act, then there's an issue? Uh, the only thing I have to say about that is, duh, and it shows just how, uh, just, just how sad and, and how low as a society uh, we, we, we have come. Um, and with all of the fear-mongering and, and everything, some of these politicians uh, were watching the debate yesterday and 
and just some of the, I mean, all of us see everything. Ted Cruz, I mean, you know, I'm just going to call him out. You know, mm-hmm. Ted Cruz, this guy, he he just walked in. You know, I, I'm surprised he could even walk out of the door to go to the office in the morning without looking around and, you know, like, oh, who's going to who's gonna get me now? Um, you know, he wants uh, people to walk around with all this fear and suspicion and, you know, the sky is going to fall, chicken little kind of stuff, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. it's totally ridiculous, it's totally sick. And, uh, you know, people, you know, we all are different. And thank goodness we all are different. Thank goodness that God didn't make us all the same. Uh, mm-hmm. How boring would that be if we all were the same, if we all uh, ate the same food, if we all dressed alike, if we all did everything the same, how boring. And, exactly. Uh, you know, on the other hand, how wonderful it could be to learn about someone else's culture, someone else's life, someone else's food, someone else's spirituality. Um, you know, it, it could be such a wonderful thing. It's just that we got to the point where a child, a child cannot go to school without a cloth because a, a, yeah. a bob. How do you, you know, you know, it, 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 it's gotten to the point because when I know that when we were in school, OK, uh, when we were in school, it was <clears throat> excuse me. It was part of the criteria that we would have to um, build certain things. You know, I, I remember, you know, building, you know, a clock. This was a science project. All right. This is before the educational system really started depleting you understand what i'm saying you guys out there mm-hmm. and my brother and i'm sure that a lot of you can attest to this we used to have to do scientific projects that had meaning to them you know our parents used to have to sometimes even help us carry them um uh, uh to school you know and we were awarded now i know that some schools do this but you know it was it was demanded of us children that we utilize our brains, <laughs> that we develop our whole sphere of, you know, thinking in rational terms and, and out of the box. Okay. And, and we achieve those A's and B's. I know that I did. And, um, this is, is really bad and sad. Uh, like what you said, brother, that, um, the, 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 uh, the, the whole, um, temperament, of society um, now is that, oh, um, you know, if, if you see somebody walking, you know, down the street with the clock or the this or the that, and it is, it's all about fear. And fear yeah. is very negative. And, you know, I'm a very spiritual person, and that's something that, you know, the dark side of the devil wants you to do is to live in fear. He doesn't want you to develop in the manners in which you were deemed to develop as being a um spiritual being having a human being experience here and this and it's really really sad and uh through the whole thing of this on this on this little boy i'm going to say this and then we got to take a break it said that ahmad showed the clock to his engineering teacher and then another teacher after um after the clock which was in his backpack beeped during class that teacher told him that it looked like a bomb in the newspapers. That's what the newspapers are saying. And so Ahmed was later pulled from class and brought before the principal and Irvine police officers for questioning. I mean, it's just come on. OK, people are saying hashtag I stand with Ahmed at the boy arrested 
when um, homemade clock was mistaken for bomb. And I want to also give a a shout out to um, our next president, Hillary Clinton, who said assumptions and fear don't keep us safe. They hold us back. Ahmed, stay curious and keep building. I love that. I love that. You know, his father says that he just wants to invent things for mankind. But we have gotten away from, you know, wanting to to do things for for mankind. We're we're too we're too um engraved in in nonsense and negativity. So, I just want to say that. Okay, you guys, we're going to take a short break right now. Warm up your coffee, your tea, and come back with Reginald and me. See you soon. that bullying in the workplace and in our schools, whether it's grammar schools or high schools, is becoming more and more prevalent? This includes the rise of verbal abuse and physical abuse to our senior citizens. As a matter of fact, bullying is on the cusp of becoming a dominant occurrence in today's society. For example, CareerBuilder.com survey of 2012 noted that about 50% of all workplace bullying goes unreported. And NBC News reported that bullying statistics of 2013 for senior citizens is on the rise in America. And that statistics for bullying-related incidences in our schools, well, unfortunately, it is on the rise. If you find yourself being bullied in school or in the workplace and you need someone to help resolve your differences with professionalism, fairness, impartiality, and given a platform to be heard, give me a call. Professional mediator Teresa E. Keyes at 480-283-7270 or email me at Teresa at mediationtalkshow.expert. Now it's time to put it all on the table through mediation. Here's your host, Teresa E. Keeves. All right. Okay. Good job. You warmed up your coffee and your tea, and now you're back with Reginald Cedric Campbell, the most fabulous mental health therapist, and um, and you're back with me. All right. Now, the topic of um, our show, Reginald, and my listeners out there is some small. Um, I'm sorry, small family matters can turn into a big mess, as we know. Small family matters can can totally ruin a family. You know, uh, just, just some little, even if it's some little gossip, uh, someone said that um, Sarah's um, dress wasn't appropriate for the wedding. And then when it gets to the next uh, person, it'll be, um, well, such and such told me that Sarah um, ruined the wedding because her dress was bad. And then go to somebody else and they'll say, well, uh, they said that they will not invite Sarah to another family function. You understand what I'm saying, brother? <laughs> and, and you know, these family issues can include, <clears throat> excuse me, such as loan and money, and the monies were never paid back, you know, pursuant to the initial agreement. They were co-signing for a car, and then the co-signer find themselves paying the monthly bill for that, and, right. uh, you know, so that they could save their credit rating, all right? And uh, and let's say that you allow the family member to come and stay with you because they promised that they would pay you X amount and they were only going to stay there for such a time and then leave. And or if you have a family member who has totally neglected their child or children and you feel the need to step up and be responsible for their for their neglect, 
And here's the here's one other one. And what about adult children who refuse to leave the home? Okay. So yeah. So let's start talking about Reginald, the um, you know, the family member who has totally neglected um their child or children and and someone in the family, uh, maybe the mother and father or the mother um, or the sister, aunt or cousin, feel the need to say, okay, you're neglecting your children because you are have decided that you just you rather, uh, you know, be on drugs. So I'm going to do something and take these children so that they're not ending up in the, you know, confines of the orphanages and and everything else and going from home to home to home to home. Um, I personally know a lady, a very sweet lady who is going through this right now. As a matter of fact, she went to court yesterday, uh, Reginald, because her daughter, who is totally strung out on drugs, um, you know, she had two beautiful children, beautiful, beautiful children. And um, she she just uh, told her mother, I don't want the children. You can have them, and I'd rather be I'd rather be on drugs, and and I don't care. Mm-hmm. I mean, how how sad is that? You know. Yeah. Uh, my my hope and prayer. Um, I, I'm sorry, brother. Uh, my my hope and prayer is that um, you know, she will see the light one day more sooner than later. But you know, I just wanted to put that out there. Um, you know, for your response. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, one one good thing is that. She uh, told her mom to take the children, so that's so that's one good mm-hmm. thing. That's that's one saving grace, and the mom did not have to fight the court. You know, having to work in in uh, independent living and the foster care system and uh, child welfare for years. Uh, so so this will alleviate the fight for her to get the children because the daughter is relinquishing her family rights, so it should be a very full transition. So, so that's one positive thing uh, about it. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and it shows the just the power of, of drugs. People are not themselves when they're when they're under the influence of, of, of so many and so many different drugs out here now. There's always something that's coming out. You know, when people are under the influence of, of drugs, they're, they're just not themselves. They're, they're not the mm-hmm. person that they that you once knew the person that, uh, you know, the little girl or the little boy or the teenager that you knew growing up, uh, they're, they're not decide, they're not that person. Um, and mm-hmm. so that, that, you know, actually another issue. So you have the issue of that and then the issue of, 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 of the drug. Um, and, and as far as family members, it, it seems that, and, and, and I, and I hear this from some other families as, as well. That for some reason, say you loan a family member uh, money, um, they have a tendency to think that they're not supposed to pay you back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, and I can remember a, a friend when I was still in, in Chicago, I remember a friend, uh, he and I having this conversation. This is probably like 10 years ago. And he had mm-hmm. loaned his brother some money, and, and you know, with the promise that he would pay this gentleman back, and then when it's time to pay him back, his brother is looking at him like an actor said, what, you actually want me to pay you back? He's like, yeah, I want you to pay my money back. Your mm-hmm. 
I'm an adult grown man. You needed this. I was able to and blessed to help you with this. And yes, I, I want I want my money back. And and those kind of things can cause such issues with with families. But it's such a disrespect of, of the person who feels that they should not have to give give you back what you what you what what they yeah the the yeah the thing is is that um you know um more often than not when a family member since we're talking about the the uh the the monies now uh when a family member borrow money uh from another family member my hope and and also something that i definitely suggest to individuals when we are conversing um with this subject is that you either, uh, you know, to the best thing, not either, the best thing is to get it in writing so that if something goes south, that then if you need to take, take it further, you know, to a mediator, um, and, uh, and to resolve the issue, then, you know, you'll have something substantial and or if you, you know, unfortunately have to take it to court. The thing is, the whole premise is, is that, Something like this, um, if you, if you borrowed money, um, uh, from someone and, uh, they're not giving it back to you, then, you know, a mediator is, is, uh, is excellent in, um, getting, you know, that, uh, you know, red, bringing resolution uh, to, you know, to that matter, you know, because that's something that I feel do not need to be there. See, this is a lot of what I'm saying, brother, that is a lot of cases like this, and this is why, I'm talking about uh, small family matters is to tell my listeners out there that, you know, you can hire a professional mediator such as myself to handle those issues and keep it out of court. You know, Reginald, it, you know, mm-hmm. then this clears up the court's calendar as we talked about a lot so that they could deal with other, other things, you know, that is uh, much more, um, you know, in, not that this is not important, but it's much bigger. Let's say, uh, that needs yeah. to be dealt with with the courts. This frees up the court time. But, you know, once again, uh, on that vein though, brother, you know, it's also, um, you know, like, you know, are we not, you know, adhering to our word anymore? You know, because right. I've had people right. come into my court who, who, you know, necessarily did not have a written, anything written down, a contract or anything, let's say. However, mm-hmm. Uh, more times than not, the individual will admit, yeah, I borrowed the money, and did you say you would pay it back? Yeah, I said I would pay it back. Okay, so there you go. I mean, what makes, you know, he goes, well, I didn't think that she wanted it back. But you guys talked about that, right? Yes. Well, okay. Why do you not think she, she, you think she changed her mind after she gave you the money? Or did you change your mind after you received the money? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's always, you know, it. Well, it was, it was a gift. No, it wasn't a gift. It was a loan, and <laughs> and, 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 and you know, now all of a sudden it's a gift. No. Yeah. Um. And and just as you were saying, even though it's a family matter, it's, it's still a business issue. So there should be something written down, even if it's just on on a napkin, just on, on, right. on a yellow pad. That's I owe right. You $250 and I will pay at this certain time. So 
that in itself is, is a contract. But then there's the verbal contract as well where you said that you would pay me back. So that contract exactly. is saying that that's a verbal contract. And a lot of people, Rachel, don't think that that there is weight to a verbal contract, but um, let me tell you, it is. You know, so it is it's 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 really something. You know, people they don't think that they're supposed to speak with you know that that their word has any weight, <laughs> but it but it but it does. And I I I'm you know, it's not like you're um. 16 to 17, 18 years old, you know, right. going to college or anything like that. And, uh, and even may some of those instances may be, you know, okay, when you're out of college and this and that, you, you know, you be sure you pay me back or whatever. But I always tell people, and I'm sure that you and my listeners, you know, uh, you know, have heard me say this. I always tell them, I don't care if you write it on a napkin. One of the great stories, uh, that Oprah Winfrey, uh, talked about is that she and um uh when she got started in 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 television and that she had a meeting with um uh what is the other gentleman's name is Gene Siskel and um uh Roger you know the two Roger Ebert yeah and mm-hmm. so she had a um a meeting with Roger Ebert and actually the mm-hmm. um you know the story goes that Roger Ebert was kind of sweet on her like they used to say Back in the uh-huh. day. And, but uh-huh. anyway, they were discussing brother, um, you know, her show and how she could evolve it into something really big. And all of that was written on a napkin. And look at what mm-hmm. she took that napkin, what they talked about. And now look at Oprah. That's all I'm saying. Okay. The, the, yeah, the power that. of a I napkin. Remember, <laughs> I yeah. I kind of remember hearing that story, right? That they, <laughs> uh, and, I, and I don't, yeah, I, I didn't know it was Cisco and, and, and Ebert that she that she met with, but I do remember hearing something like that that she had met with someone and, and they talked, and you know these things were written down on a on a napkin. Um, yeah, you know these ideas, and look look what that napkin, what writing it's, something down on that napkin has uh, has done. Look what it's turned into. Exactly, and the, and the whole thing is that she listened. <laughs> okay, guess what, brother? We got to take another break right now. But you guys okay. get up and stretch and come back and talk with me and Reginald. Do you have disagreements with your landlord regarding your home or apartment that you are renting? Or have you fallen behind in your HOA payments and you cannot reason with the HOA Association for resolution of your issues? I can assist you. I am an independent professional mediator. My name is Teresa E. Keyes. Give me a call at 480-283-7270. Or email me at Teresa at MediationTalkShow.expert. You do not have to litigate your disagreements. They can be professionally mediated. The process of professional mediation is an effective, efficient, timely, and less costly method for resolving your disputes. Please give me a call for a 0283-7270. You're listening to Put It All on the Table Through Mediation with Teresa E. Keeves. I most certainly appreciate you returning with me. Our topic today is small family matters can turn into a big mess. And I'm with my great brother, Reginald Cedric Campbell, the greatest mental health specialist. And because he's with the greatest 
professional mediators. I say that like minds uh, attract. Okay. All right. Now, now, brother, let's um, talk about um, how. Let's talk about uh, the the situation of um, of of gossip in the family. Okay. And uh, it you know is it it can get it can get to be ugly. Now before it goes to I'm going to call the I'm going to call the police on you. Um, or, or maybe even something, you know, just as ugly, you know, evolve into, uh, an argument or maybe even a fight, um, among, uh, uh, family members. Um, how do you see that if someone, if a family member came and said, you know, I, I think I need to take this to mediation, do you think that, uh, mediation would be helpful in instance like that? Yeah, you know, let's just go back to what we were saying before about um, you know family members loaning loaning money. You know, there's so many issues like that 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 it can be. <clears throat> excuse me, uh, mediation mediation can really assist in that before it goes to court, and even the court system transitioning that from the court to a mediator. Uh, because there, you know, let's face it, there's a lot of instances where, um, you know, aunt or uncle or brother or sister will loan another family member money and they decide that they do not want to pay the money back. And so that person wants and needs their money back, even if it's just to teach that person a lesson that, you know, your, your word, where's your word? Your word says that you would, uh, pay me back this money. And you need to stand by your word. And mm-hmm. when it comes down to it, that's all we have is, is, is our word. Two things I like to say, two things we have. The moment, we don't have five minutes to go or five minutes in the future. We have right now the current moment and our word. And, and if we can't stand by our word, what, what, what is that? You know, so mediation would definitely assist in that um, because it can get, you know, as you know, it can get ugly with, with uh, some families, you know, with those kind of things, uh, belonging to someone money and that person decides, oh, I'm just not going to pay you back for whatever reason. Or again, all of a sudden it turns into a gift and not a loan. And um, so, yeah, definitely mediation. Definitely. I absolutely agree with you, Reginald, that, that mediation can definitely assist in that, okay? Um, and, um, you know, the, the thing is, is that when disagreements happen, individuals, the first thing that they think that they need to do, um, uh, the thing that they think that they need to do, brother, is that, um, you know, well, let me hire an attorney or, you know, let's go to court, you know, and, and all of this, you know, and, and, it, and it is necessary. Uh, one of the great things, um, there's many great things uh, regarding the mediation process. And one of them is, is that during the mediation process, we can get people to talk. We can, you know, at least I can get people to talk, get people to simmer down. All right. So that we can hear and understand one another. All right. And then out of just that, that, you know, that, that instance, that moment in time, people will have a, a, a broader view of, of, uh, what, you know, of what went on. And, um, 
you know, what went on. Well, okay, then. And then, you know, it's because it's, it's the thing is, you know, this is what I tell, you know, whether I'm uh, uh, hearing a case or whether I'm hearing mediation. Uh, one person may have been the fault of something happening to you, but just know that you had something. It could be very minuscule to do with the reason mm-hmm. that that happened. And and knowing that whatever it was, whether it was minuscule or it was on, on the medium side um, or if it was on the large side of knowing mm-hmm. exactly what it is that you that you've done so that you don't do it again, you know, right. and that you learn you learn from that. And that is uh, one of the beautiful things that are associated uh, with mediation, you know, and um, because there, there's a lot of gossip. I have gotten that. I mean, it's come to court and actually it, what it boiled down to was gossip. I'm like, okay, now this is gossip. This could have been resolved, um, you know, with, with, uh, uh, with mediation, you know what I'm saying, brother? Right. And it would be great if the court system uh, would take certain cases like that, and, and, you know, before it even comes in front of the judge and say, you know what, we're going to transition this one to uh, mediation because this one could be handled outside of court. This could be handled with mediation. And then if it can't be handled with mediation, if it, you know, people can't come to some agreement, unfortunately, then go back to court but to, mm-hmm. you know, right away uh, uh, take it to court. Um, but I agree with people who, you know, the first thing they think, hey, I need to take this court because, you know, they don't know of any other options other, other than that. Um, mm-hmm. And so they, a lot of people aren't, aren't aware of mediation and what, uh, you know, the great job of mediation can do in outside and collaborating with the court system. So, mm-hmm. um, exactly. But, you know, I would like to say that the, um, uh, the court systems, the um, Justice court system here in um, the great state of Arizona, the judges do when they review the cases because they have to review the cases initially and then they can disperse them to the mediators. What I would like to see is that the court maintains um, a couple or, or, you know, or two, you know, mediators to, you know, assigned to the, to the court instead of going around, you know, oh, let me pick this person, you know, the, the mediators right. who they know can get the job done and stop just getting, pulling out the hat. You know, uh, some mediators may not be experienced enough to handle this or handle that. So what I'm saying is that you would have, I would like to see them have on their roster. Okay. This person is good at dealing with, um, uh, credit issues. This person is good with diffusing, uh, family issues such as gossip and this, and that this person is good at, you know, things like that. So that when they come to, um, um, mediation that, you know, that they know, uh, the, I'm sorry, that the judge knows that they are going to be in good hands because that mediator is going to get the job done, you know. Mm-hmm. And if that mediator doesn't um, have the success of coming to an amicable resolution, he knows that it was that he that he or she had to call it for some reason. And then mm-hmm. they'll, you know, they'll deal with it. But the hope is, is that you get because, you know, you get, uh, you know, have the, have the, uh, greatest of the great in your, in yeah. your, um, in your, um, you know, in your armory, let's say, at all times to diffuse issues. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that would yeah. be in their best issues because then that way, 
um, several things can happen. Number one, your court would get notoriety of that. You know, I went to that court and, you know, this is, you know, and I got resolution and such and such and such and such. And it was handled by this, you know, this mediator and this mediator was fabulous. They knew what they were doing and they were they were good at resolving the issues. You know, we weren't there all day. We didn't get us continue. We didn't have to get continued, you know, right, uh, like right. a lot of people look at too much television. Rich. Well, can we uh, can I get this continued? No, we're going to settle no. this today. You know? Exactly. You want to drag it out for another 30, yeah. 90 days. Uh, or you know, Yeah, that would be that would be. Yeah. You know, they oh let's get this continued. No, we don't need to get that continued to rack up more time, more money, exactly. more, you know, no. You know, the thing is, is that. It's too much out there of individuals caring about. I'm not all for. I am all for. Let's get this straight. I am all for being paid my worth. However, mm-hmm. I am also as equally. Okay, it's important to me that individuals come to an amicable resolution and they learn from it. Okay, mm-hmm. it's, it's very, very important to me. That individuals learn uh, from, you know, their things that, you know, the messes that they get themselves into. You know what I mean? Now, right. had an issue, Reginald, where this lady, she had co-signed a car for her nephew. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh-huh. And um, so he is just absolutely downright refusing to pay her How now he, he? Uh, um he you know i did not ask how long he's been uh-huh. here but i want to say he's mid 30s mm-hmm. okay so you know he knows better so he knows all right better. Exactly. yeah he knows, better. he knows better and um he's just you know wanting to get away with something you know mm-hmm. she said that this was her sister's child and that, um, yeah, her sister's child and her sister is no longer with us. And she's just doing, you know, you know, I guess she kind of right. took over the mothering for the children that the sister had. And um, so she thought that she would do him this favor. OK, remember, mm-hmm. she said she said this word favor and cosign. Mm-hmm. She said and he hadn't paid a car note in like I think it was like eight months. You know, oh, I mean, com- wow. OK, come <laughs> on. Now, now, don't you think that that came, you know, that was a hearing that came before me. To, but I mean, come on, Rachel, don't you think that could have gone before a professional mediator such as myself? Yeah, I, I, I do. I do. And it, it, this, young, this, this guy needed some life lesson and, and a good <laughs> uh, verbal scolding as mm-hmm. well. Uh, mm-hmm. that, that I know that you provide doing certain mediations in certain situations. Oh uh, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what 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 he needed. He needed to to know that again. This is number one. You're a grown man. You're 35 years old. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, number two, this person was nice enough and and loved you enough to to do this favor. Keyword favor for you. Mm-hmm. And third, you need to keep your word to her and the car loan company because now they're coming after her. Um, you need to follow your obligation. And 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 this is not fair. So yeah. I think, and so I think, 
a lot of times when, and, and, and again, I know I said this before, uh, that during uh, your, your mediations, you do give people those, those little verbal scoldings of, of what you're supposed to do um, and, and what you're, you're not supposed to do. And unfortunately, it's a, it's a life lesson for, for the aunt of never do this again. Bless her heart. She was, uh, you know, trying to help this person. Um, yeah. People don't understand when you decide, okay, I got this from the this time. You may want and need that person again. Um, so you don't, so you don't do that. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, because it, <clears throat> excuse me, for, you know, I know all of my listeners out there know that you don't get anything in life. Now, you know, everything that we acquire in life, someone has helped us to get there. It's very simple. Okay, you go and you apply for a position. That individual decided to give you an opportunity. Okay, that isn't anything that you did by yourself. Of course, you you prepared the resume. You went to school. You acquired the great grades. You were diligent. Um, You dressed well. You spoke well. You were on on point with all of the answers. I'm sorry, with all of the questions that was answered of you. But however, someone still plays a very integral part in everything that we do in life, you know, and people need to be more open and respectable, you know, to that regime. And so when I was talking to the guy, because the lady had told mm-hmm. me that she preferred to have this in mediation, and um, mm-hmm. but you know he you know didn't want to go to mediation, and, you know probably because he thought that he was going to get out of it some kind of way because he had sure. said that um, well she told me that I didn't have to pay for it, so she you know sold her evidence. Here it is, she got a letter stating that he was going to pay her X amount a month starting yeah. at this time. <laughs> So, you know, um, that, that wasn't a long case. All right. <laughs> that wasn't, uh, it, uh, you know, anything that, that took 45 minutes of the court's time. Um, mm-hmm. I think that, I think that people need to be more, um, you know, more, uh, they just need to be better. That's all. I mean, we, I, yeah. I, you know, yeah, I, I think there is a movie or something coming out, um, Reginald and my listeners out there. Mm-hmm. Um, about a gentleman and he echoes very much of what I'm, what I'm saying and I'm paraphrasing that, you know, we really need to get ourselves together. You know, we really need to be more kinder and, and things like that to, to one another and, um, you know, not, uh, with these vigilant, um, nasty, uh, tactics, you know, uh, we really do need to, to get, to get that together. You know what I mean? Well, you know, my, my, you know, I, I feel this way. Uh, okay, you can you you could be a jerk, you could be nasty, you can say ugly things. Okay, so what? So what? So what? You can be a jerk, so you can say ugly things about people. So, so what? It doesn't take a lot to be mean. It doesn't take a lot to be a jerk. It doesn't. Take, you know. So what? You can be that way. How about mm-hmm. you know? We're going to, yeah. you know, I'm going to help somebody. I'm, I'm, I'm going to say something like I'm, I'm going to pull somebody up. It goes in, and you and I talk about this all the time. One of us has done everything by ourselves. What, you, you just don't. It just doesn't work that way. We don't even have control over how our heart beats. We don't have control over how our digestive system works. We don't have control over how our kidneys work. 
So all of these things are working right now, and we have no control over it. So mm-hmm. you know, these people walk up, oh, I'm a self-made person. I'm a self- You're not. You know, thank goodness you've done things and you worked hard, and that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to do that. But there's somebody down the line who has helped you, who has spoken a good word over you, mm-hmm. who has prayed for you, who has mm-hmm. encouraged you when you when you were down, when you were feeling, uh, you know, not so good about yourself. So yes. all of these self-made, self-righteous people, uh, you know, you need to get over yourself. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because it, here, here, here's, here's what I always say, brother. You have not arrived. Okay. <laughs> because here's my Absolutely. thing. If I have, if I learned everything that I need to learn and everything that I would be up there with God, you know, drinking green tea and eating edamame, that's, that's what I, what I want to say about that. You know, um, now, you know what? I want to talk about a very interesting article, brother. Okay. Mm-hmm getting off of the family issues because I like to educate and inform um, my listeners as I educate and inform myself. Okay. And it's called scientific mediation. And I just want everybody out there to know, see how mediation is, is spanning is, is going, is, is, is growing. Okay. Now you may ask, what is scientific mediation? Well, The term scientific mediation can seem jarring because a common view of science is that it is empirical, unambiguous, and objective, says Azawa, 1996. Now, natural resource management professionals worry that mediating disagreements over scientific issues require them to compromise their ideals in order to reach an agreement. But science can play several roles in conflicts involving natural resources. Okay, science can act as a tool for discovery, a tool for holding decision makers accountable as a justification for decisions that have been made and as a tool for persuading others to make or support a certain decision. Okay, so, you know, they're saying that. Uh, Abrams in 2013 introduced scientific mediation and, and they said that it intrigued them as there was little in the way of follow-up examples to analyze and learn from as scientists who are also pr- practitioners in law, mediation, and conflict transformation. We built upon Way's 2004 extensive work on dueling experts, okay? But I think that's very interesting, uh, Reginald, that now mediation yeah. has evolved into the realm of, you know, scientific, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the area of, of, um, uh, uh, helping, uh, individuals to, to, to resolve their issues, um, in the, on the science realm. What do you yeah. think about that? I, I think that's cool. I hadn't heard about that, but that, but that is very, that is very cool. And, mm-hmm. and it comes down to, uh, communicating. It comes down, comes down to talking. And talking can solve so many problems, so many issues. Um, just giving someone a kind word, um, mm-hmm. just saying good morning to someone, you, you never know how that, those few kind words can really change someone's day because I know it has, it has for me. There's been times when I'm not feeling myself. 
purely, purely quite uh, myself as good as I, I want that day because of, of whatever, you know, maybe feeling a little down or something like that. And someone's kind word of, hey, good morning, how are you? Just mm-hmm. kind of shakes you out of that, shakes you out of that, that down is that, that, that abyss. So the mm-hmm. power of, of the word, the power of talking, um, no commute. Yeah, co- you know, commuter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're we're coming up. I think I maybe I I got maybe three three more minutes, but not not to interrupt okay. you. Okay, but yeah. Mm-hmm. So you were saying um, um, uh, the power of the power of the word. That's exactly how much time I have. Three minutes. Yeah, the power mm-hmm. of the word. And seeing this is something that another point part of of mediation that's very powerful is that you get the opportunity to banter so you get the opportunity to you know uh aka communicate now with the 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 you know the scientific mediation and they said and this is very apropos to what you know you were saying and what i are saying is that the goals of scientific mediation processes are to help the stakeholders provide themselves with as large a as possible for a breadth of options while mm-hmm. also improving communication between them. Much mm-hmm. of the scientific mediation process revolves around social learning, which occurs when participants commit to a process where individually they agree they do not have all the answers. And I think mm-hmm. that is absolutely Bravo. fabulous. You know, it's absolutely Bravo. fabulous. I, I yeah. think yeah i i i think that um uh we've had another great discussion i certainly appreciate my brother who was um who's always open to come on and and um and have a have a fireside chat with me and my fabulous listeners out there i also um uh want to tell you that we'll be talking again on the 1st of october and uh, that talk, you know, I had been talking about this before. I wanted to have it said today, but it's going to definitely be October 1st. I'm going to have a panel, a panel of um, of distinguished individuals. And the title of that show is going to be Generations to Generations. And um, uh, in this show, we're going to be talking about, uh, uh, you know, it's going to be, you know, mediation is going to be in there, too. But we're going to be talking about the generations and how we can better ourselves so that we can uh, pass that on to the individuals that are coming after us so that, you know, the world can be the place that um, it was intended to be. Um, and also, I want to um, say that um, the month of October, I, as I'm going to be introducing some some new things. I'm going to open it up for individuals who want to advertise um, on my show. They have upcoming events, Reginald, you know, and 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 other things that they want to advertise. Well, I'm going to give a special. It's going to run from October to December 31st of 2015. Um, the uh, pricing is going to be, um, you know, very affordable so that they can. Um, uh, do their ads on my on my show, you know, on the t- greattalkzone.com. Okay? Great. Thank Sounds you so good. much. Yeah, thank you so much, Reginald. Thank you to my great engineer, Dave, out there. And I thank Same you thing. all for listening to me. And as, as usual, be kind to yourself. Be kind to others. Tune in again with me October 1st, 7 a.m. This is Teresa Eve Keys. God bless. <laughs> 